a Highline podcast. No normal people. my friends, and welcome back to No Normal People for Season 3. I am your host, Stephen Henning. And welcome front to the show, People Normal Know. I'm host, Dixie Lee. I was staring daggers at you for you to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good to be back. Yes, because this is the show that we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. You know, I only got that quote after I read it. After I said it? No, no, no. After I read it. You wrote it down once and oh. you said no, no, more, no normal people and then no normal people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. You got to put it in context. Yeah, it's words how are the hard. words, they sound the same. Words though. are hard. That's yeah. fun. I think those are called homonyms. You're a homonym. Dixie, we're yeah. podcasting again. This is exciting. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, I actually wanted to talk to you about this band that I'm going to start. Okay. It's called About 32 Dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really cool. That's it's funny. Uh, pop. Yeah. What's your Hebrew. genre? What? Yeah. <laughs> you were just watching Shit's Creek. That's yeah. where that came from. Wasn't yeah. It's it? pop Hebrew. Pop Hebrew music. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm, All thank right. you. Well, that is a not-so-veiled hint at our first guest of season three up on the podcast today. This Tyler is our friend. Talbert. Yes. Nailed it. This is Said our friend. Said it before you did. Tyler Talbert. He and I were introduced after he started supporting Ravel. Don't veer credit to and another show, Stephen. I feel like I've gotten <laughs> to know him well enough that he'll enjoy your 32 dogs joke. Yeah, thank you. Without feeling too much like plagiarism. It's but not. It's totally different animal. Yeah, that's how we got introduced. But we've spent some time together since and it's been fantastic. And um, also is his music pop Hebrew? Coming, no. coming from <laughs> small town Ohio. I think this is our first Ohioan. That has to be how you say that. Ohioite. You know, no, probably oh, not. Ohioan. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, from Ohio, Tyler's coming from, and we have a fantastic conversation. Our first and last person from Ohio on the show. Actually, not true. I know. That is funny because there's like- You just there. made Chad's heart sink a little bit. It's okay. We'll talk about it. Upcoming. This is Tyler. In the season, we're here for Tyler. Tyler is a guitarist who- has formed a band with his friends called About 41 Bears. <laughs> yep. This is an actual band. This is yep. not a fake band. No, what are you talking about? Like I'm About com- 32 Dogs. I'm completely going to start this nah. band. Absolutely. No. And it's going to be mostly dogs. Just a bunch of dogs barking at a microphone? Yeah. Okay. I No, I don't think so. Um, I can tell you that their band is not comprised of actual bears. Nope. 
Um, See, that's the difference. These are five human musicians. I'll have dogs. Great, and actually. they don't have any bears. Yeah, so they <laughs> they have uh, they've started putting out music. At the time of this interview, they did not have music out, and now they and do. now they do. So link in the show notes, as they say, to listen to our guest play music with his band. That is about forty one bears. About forty one bears. That it's is not about forty one bears. It's a the name of the band is about 41 bears. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> they have 41 songs and they're about 41 individual bears. As if we hadn't said <laughs> the name enough, but I don't, I don't want to stop saying about 41 bears because no. it's very funny. It's very good. It's very specific. It's, very, it's good. very good. Tyler is, well, so I should mention Tyler in the interview says that he's a forklift operator as yeah, his day is. job. He but is he's not anymore. No longer. He's no longer that thing. Um, he has recently taken a position at a local brewery in his town as the assistant brewmaster. Yeah, he also likes alcohol. Yeah, we talk quite a bit about craft mm-hmm. beer. Could you imagine foods. actually running into forty one bears? Um, yeah, that'd be terrifying. I think. Right? I think if it was. If it's more than 20, I look at it and say, that's probably about 41 bears. I don't think I could be very specific. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because you'd probably have a heart attack like immediately. Wow. Right? I think so. Depends or, on the type of bear. Red panda? Those are cute. I'd be down for about 41 red pandas. Yeah, very cuddly. <laughs> All right, you keep talking about bears. bears. I'm trying to talk about Tyler here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Join me I here just, okay. in the space. We also speak with Tyler about the way he kind of like. Do you like beer? Do you like plants? Yeah. Do you like bears? He, how do I say this? He. He completely legally. Gardens um, at public parks. Naturally vandalizes parks. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. He has a park near his house that the city doesn't take care of. So he just has taken upon himself to be the. It's like vigilante gardening. Yeah. 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 I I found that. that if you're planting native species, it's not illegal. Oh. Which is what he's doing. Yeah. He cares about that, and he knows what he's doing with that. Which so. a lot of play, a lot of like public parks have a tendency to plant things that aren't native to like that specific area. Yeah. So he's actually doing them a very big favor. Fantastic. Because it's less care when it's a native species. I love this. You know. Yeah. You absolutely. I do get it. Um. I think that's all we have. I think it's time that we just finally hear from Tyler instead of us talking about Tyler and his band about 41 bears. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And if you want to listen to that, again, the link are, links are in the show notes. It's good stuff. There's about 41 links. <sighs> I, you can't, I can't do this with you. It's so good. Here's <laughs> Tyler. Well, welcome to No Normal People. Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. We're going to get started with some rapid fire questions here, kind of loosen us up here. Uh, These are a series of either or questions, so feel free to shoot from the gut, keep our answers short here. Homebody or free spirit? Uh, Free spirit. Spender or saver? Depends on the day. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. That's what a spender says. (laughs) (laughs) Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Books or movies? 
Yes. <laughs> this is an acceptable Correct answer. Yes. Answer. Introvert Good. or extrovert? Introvert. Sea or space? Ooh, space. Do you consider yourself task oriented or people oriented? People oriented. City or country? Um, I grew up in the country, but I really like the city. Animation or live action film? Either. Really. I don't know if I have a preference. Hogwarts or the Shire? The Shire. Yes. I'm going to leave the call. Instant friends, <laughs> Tyler and I. My, yeah. my wife loves Harry Potter. I Okay, can you I put your like wife it, on the call? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's out with the horse right now. Out with the horse. All right. Well, now uh, we're going to hear about that later. It's I'm sure. It's called a Thestral, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> So that that was the super stressful part, the rapid fire questions. Now these are a lot easygoing icebreaker questions. Um, so we're moving on to who would you say the smartest person you know is? However you define smart, too. Dr. Lewis Stolman. He was hmm. my Old Testament professor in college. He lives here in the, the city that I live in, and he's just one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. He's a like a scholar in the book of Jeremiah. And he has a very particular teaching style where he usually doesn't lecture, where it's usually more conversational, hmm. which is hmm. great. But there were only a handful of times where I ever heard him lecture. And those three-hour lectures felt like no time passed at all. Like they were just the most fascinating, wow, informational, and just like engaging things I'd ever heard. That's cool. And with such a rich book of the old testament too oh yeah that's so cool i love that do you have a collection of something my wife and i have over two thousand books in our home oh, this dang. is goals this and is goals yeah we've read less than half of them but we're working on it yeah um, yeah no i get that feeling i i had to taper off my book purchases <laughs> in the last few years because i have a personal yeah. goal of like Everything read I everything. keep and everything I leave mm -hmm. on my shelf is something I've actually read. Yeah. Um, so I finally whittled it down. I have 40 books that I haven't read. To be fair, oh, the wow. number of books that you haven't read is significantly smaller than the n total number of books that we have. True. Yeah. I think we probably have like two, 300 books yeah. at yeah. this point. But yeah, we're going we've got We've got a system now where there's a nearby like coffee and used bookshop yes. that... Oh. Uh, they take Wonderful. used books and have like a book um, credit system. Like exchange? Yeah. So we they have like index cards with our name on it and are running like credit amount. That's and so cool. we'll just, every time we go there, we'll take a box of books, leave it, and then grab a handful. And it's been over a year since we've had to pay for a book there. Oh my God. We're gosh. moving to Ohio. Can you shout out the name of this <laughs> shop? Because this sounds so uh, cool. It is Grounds for Thought in Bowling Green, Ohio. Such it is, a good it's a great name. Place. Grounds yeah. for Thought, coffee shop, and a... Okay. Mm -hmm. Freaking yep. geniuses. Well played. I uh, love it. The book collection. Your library probably smells heavenly. Oh, that yeah. book smell. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Love book smell. What was your first job? My very first job was I was on the greens crew at a country club. Mm-hmm. And so I did just whatever between like raking bunkers or mowing tees and approaches. Yeah, there you go. Golf. Um, yeah. 
Okay. What did you say? I, I don't know. <laughs> I am not a golfer. Okay. Um, the only time I've ever golfed in my life was the second country club I worked at. We had a company golf outing. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I got in because I had a friend who worked there uh, at my first job and he got me in and it was pretty much just like a summer job that working like 40 hours a week. I oh. would make an absolute fool of myself if I ever went golfing. Oh, oh yeah. I did. <laughs> Tyler, what is your favorite smell? The youth center from my hometown had a particular smell that would stick to your clothes. Mm. And it like hormones. the YMCA smell or something? No, it it's it hormones. was So it was it's a hormones. it was in a t- my, I grew up outside of a town of 300 people and they like the church that I went to as a kid um like rented an old lumberyard building. Oh, that's cool. And so the youth center was called the lumberyard. That's very and it cool. just had a particular smell about it that occasionally I'll go by somewhere and smell that distinct scent that I have a really hard time explaining what it is, but it oh, was like so processing cool. wood smell. Yeah. Kind of, but I don't, I don't know. I like yeah. that. Cause it, it almost smelled like it was like a manufactured scent, like a, uh, air freshener or a candle or something but it's like this is cedar yeah oh totally (laughs) yeah something kind of like that yes that's so good all right what are foods you will never eat i don't know if i have foods i'll never eat but like i get sick if i eat eggs or drink orange juice so while i like them a lot i just try to stay away from them okay and then my wife's allergic to tree nuts so i try not to eat them but like if she's away for a marketing conference or something i might get like a can of them tyler what is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in so i was thinking about this a lot and like when i was in high school i had really long hair but i don't feel like that was much of a trend and i don't like it was at the time, like it wasn't a bad thing. Sure. But looking back at some pictures, the worst fashion trend, the one that I actually feel like embarrassed for myself for was just like back in the late aughts and like 2010 was the graphic tees that yeah. every high schooler wore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that, I found a picture of me wearing a shirt that said like, 15 facts you need to know about Chuck Norris. And yeah. I just kind of like put my head in my hands and was like, yep. what was I thinking? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I cannot relate harder. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? So I wanted to be cool like Jeff and also say the myth of redemptive violence, but it's <laughs> honestly people driving the wrong way on a one-way street. Oh, yeah. Wow. Does that happen often around you? Yeah, but it's usually, there aren't a lot of like full-on one-way streets here in my city but there are a lot of one-way alleys that people think that oh it's just an alley no one cares which way you're driving until they are driving at me and then i'd have no mercy and i will force them off the the side of the alley because you are breaking the rules (laughs) and for some reason i care a lot about this rule yeah i get it do you have a favorite failure maybe something that like set you up for future success or taught you a lesson that is lingered with you um probably getting fired from a church like, nice it Sorry. sucked a lot <laughs> nice. in the moment and like it it still has some very sucky repercussions to this day but mm-hmm. it, i would not be where i'm at if that hadn't happened like i was definitely on track to get here mm. yeah yeah i would not be here yet um all right finally for the icebreakers 
When you were little, what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up? I think the most consistent thing was an astronaut. Nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I, I probably cycled through a number of random things, but <laughs> I wanted to be some kind of either like scientist or astronaut or something. And I'm still fascinated by space. Yeah. Like I have that feeling of, um, I think there's some other words for it, but one of them is astrophy is sort of like the feeling of being stuck on earth mixed oh. with like, I think the other word refers to homesickness for a place you've never been. Yeah. And I feel that when I look at images of the Galilean moons. Oh, oh. yes. Wow. That homesickness for a place you've never been. That is what a complicated feeling. Oh Yeah. Wow, I'm just kind of sitting with that for a second. That's nice. <laughs> On a scale of nine to ten, because uh, I have to imagine that you're very excited about it. How uh, how jazzed are you about the James Webb Telescope? Oh man, <laughs> I'm really excited to see what we're gonna see. Because like, just about everything that we've seen from like distant space has come from Hubble. Yeah, like, yeah. We can only imagine. Oh my god. And the advances that James Webb <sighs> is over Hubble is. Oh yeah. I get goosebumps yep. just thinking about oh, it. Oh yeah, we have to wait months for this for these yep. photos. But come on now. Yeah, I, no, I just I, I, I don't know any of the specifics about it, but I just I really hope we can see some of the the planets around in the Alpha Centauri, Proxima yeah, Centauri yeah. systems. Yeah, like just reading about um, the like intricacies of the the scope itself and like how each individual mirror can move. Like Refocus. the fraction yeah. of like a hair. Yeah. Yeah. And like how specific you can see things uh -huh. with this. Like oh, that's so in cool. insane. <laughs> it's just insane. It's so cool. And the way they put it into orbit too. Yeah. Like, uh, yep. My goodness. Anyway. All right. <laughs> well, my goodness, Tyler Talbert, thank you so much again for joining us on the show. We are through like just kind of the opening bits um, and we're, going to get into the real meat of the of the interview here. So I just want to start basically from the beginning. My first question is, uh, where did you grow up and what was your family like growing up with as much detail as you prefer? So I grew up, out, as I said earlier, outside of a town of 300 people. The town was called Ney. Ney. Like yep. N-E-I-G-H? It was spelled N-E-Y. Oh, my God. And so no one ever knows how to pronounce it right. correctly. Ney. Um, Ney. The weird thing is that, like, long, long ago, the the village was called Georgetown, and I have no idea why oh. they changed it. Interesting. And or why they chose Nay. Yeah. What a weird change. <laughs> Some yep. guy in, like, 1870s yep. was like, you know what? So, somewhere around there or something. <laughs> you know what? This is a cool name, but yep. let's make it a joke. He had yep. ADHD for sure. Oh yeah, and it was definitely. Sure. A We're getting man. too confused with the other Georgetowns. <laughs> yeah, the other There's Georgetowns. Too many of these. Yeah, let's make it more confusing. Yeah, so, I grew up near there, um, like about two miles outside. So I cannot relate to the ability to go down the street and visit your friends. <laughs> yeah, right. My closest friend was probably one of the pastor's kids who would have been two miles away. And then another friend who was like five miles away. And then everyone else was significantly further. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I had ridden my bike to their houses before, but it's a long ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's like half the day right there. 
Yeah. No, I get that. And uh, what was your family like growing up? Like, you grow up with siblings or anything? Yeah, I have a little brother. Uh, his, his name is Dakota. He was in the Marines. And now he's out <laughs> working nearby where we grew up. Yeah. It's up by like the corner, northwest corner of Ohio where he works where you can throw rocks at Michigan and Indiana. Like nice. Right up there in the corner. What's the age difference between you two? Uh, four years. All right. Yeah. So he was, we both had summer birthdays. And so he and I like started school like the early year and he started the late year. Yeah. So then we were like five grade levels oh, right. apart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of weird thing. So what was school like in such a small, like rural community? So when I first when I first entered school, they were cycling out of a circuit school system wow. where they, most of the county that I grew up in was like every township had its village in the center of it. Nay was like the center of Washington Township. And then Shorewood is probably the biggest village that we were a part of. And that I don't remember what township that was a part of. But mm-hmm. So then Nay had a school for like the kids that were close by there. And Sherwood had a school. And there was a smaller non-incorporated village called Farmer. And those were the main ones there. There was one called Mark Center that I never really went to. But when I entered kindergarten, they had shifted from them all servicing their local areas to Sherwood had K through two and farmer had okay. um, third through fifth. Right. Interesting. Okay. And then I think they had just built on the middle school onto where the high school was. And so I think that might have been either Mark center or the nay school that were then right. put into disuse. And so then I think when I was about halfway through the farmer school, they built a new elementary school next to the high school. And mm. so then mm. from there, we just, it, we had a newer facility. That's kind of, that kind of sounds like the, where we used to live here in Montana. Like we had like five elementary schools yeah, and then they ended up being like, we have 12 kids. So this is, like this is two kindergarten through first uh, grade and second and fourth. Yeah. 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 It makes way more sense to have all of your like grade levels. Like group the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Group yeah. the age levels, grade levels, yeah, all that. I feel like an unincorporated township named farmer is a bit on the nose. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Even better is the, uh, the second largest village in defiance County is called Hicksville. <laughs> oh, wow. And that's where they have their, uh, county fair every year that makes sense oh that's fine yep. obviously hicksville that's very good and they have their farmer's market in nay probably <laughs> more in farmer yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that, that was what farmer we had the joke and like not not even an untrue joke that it's only like considered whatever level of corporation it is because uh, one of the necessary requirements is to have a post office and so oh, one of my right. friend's grandmothers purchased a set of P.O. boxes and put them on her porch. Oh, my gosh. became the post office. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. That's a pretty cool move. Yep. Enterprise. grandma. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I think still to this day, though, they don't even have a stoplight. They just have one of those blinking yellow lights. Oh, right. wow. Yeah, that's straight out of like a TV show. That's yep. hilarious. I like that. That's fun. Um, so by the time you were graduating high school, how, like how big was your class? 
my class was 79 people. Wow. My class was I'm only impressed. slightly bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just so happened that there was one person that I didn't know. And it was because of some weird, because we had a vocational school that was pretty far away. Mm-hmm. And so someone must have moved into our school district, but was going to the vocational school. Right. So I just never met them. No. I remembered thinking like, that's weird. I don't know this person. Yeah. So what graduating class were you in? I was 2011. Nice. 2011. Same. Fantastic. Nice. Graduating in 2011. So what kind of kid were you in high school? I want to know, like, what were you up to? Any, like, extracurricular activities or what were you doing with your friends? You definitely had the graphic TV. I was a loser. Yeah. Did you say so loser? That, yes, I was oh very much gosh. a loser. No. But <laughs> after a certain point, I kind of owned it. I was really a really weird kid when I was younger, so I didn't have a ton of friends who were in my class. But when I was in high school, and I became somewhat more self-aware, like I became friends with all of the people who were two grade levels ahead of me, yeah, and then all of the people who were two grade levels below me. And so that was more where I found my stride. Uh, but I do distinctly remember my sophomore year of high school where I happened to have a class right before lunch that was the closest to the lunchroom. And so I was one of the first people to get there on the first day of school. And I sat down just at an empty table and I just happened to attract all of the other freaks and geeks of Fairview high school. Hell yeah, and dude. Yeah. Like it was all just people who would have otherwise been like not had some place to fit in the outcasts. Yeah. And so we were like that weird outcast group of guys. And That's fun. I know you and I share an interest in heavy music. Yes. Oh boy. Did that start in high school for you like it did for me? Not really. It started more in college. Okay. Um, was cuz I'm thinking trying to think of what the heaviest stuff I listened to in high school is I listened to mostly Cutlass. classic rock in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so Cutlass. <laughs> The sound. Oh, what made. was what, what were the uh, the, the names of the albums that I listened to? One of them was Sea of Faces. Ugh. Sea of Faces. Strong Tower was the worship album. Yeah, that wasn't. There was another one that was similar to Sea of Faces that was actually like kind of a rock album. But I listened to those while playing RuneScape, and so if I hear any of those songs, I'm just like taken back to RuneScape, and I get the shivers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Picked oh my a good, gosh. I picked you just a throw good band. Under the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a phase where they were my favorite. Yeah. That's a good pull. <laughs> yep. I yep. listen to mostly like, and I still listen to Pink Floyd a lot. They're uh, one of my biggest yeah. musical influences. Nice. And so I listen to a lot of Zeppelin and Jethro Tull and um, a lot of Beatles and Bob Dylan. I like the Moody Blues. Yeah. Just about anything from that time period. I listened to a lot in high school. And then it, when I was in college, I got into Emory. And I, li- I've one of the first like actually hardcore adjacent bands that I really got into was a an Ohio band called Wolves at the Gate. Oh heck yeah! Yes, and I got into them before their first album came out. Really? And I yeah, and I loved the stuff that they were putting out, and they were from Cedarville, which was is about like two hours from where I'm. Oh, so they were basically at. local to you. So they're yeah, they're more or less local. So I've <laughs> seen them a couple of times. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have righteous vendetta, but from Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've yeah. got a lot of weird 
because like 21 Pilots is from Columbus. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Beartooth is from Columbus. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you had a good setup there. Big ones that are from around here. So like we went to a Beartooth concert for free that they did in like a basement bar. One of the most fun amazing shows i've ever been to yeah those like basement bars and like just yeah just small i like really small venues for that i saw the the ongoing concept at a very small bar here in billings and still one of my peak concert experiences because it was literally like that would be so much fun it was literally like 30 people showed up to watch them but it was the most rowdy pit i've ever seen yeah Um, like we just went nuts Which is fantastic. I often wonder what it would be like to grow up in Lancaster with like Texas in July and ABR being like their musical exports. Yeah. That just sounds insane to me. <laughs> anyway. All right. Enough about yeah, music. After we, that, I've got into Norma Jean a lot. And that's been one of my bigger like I know musical that name. influences. Norma Jean. Sorry. I don't know a lot. Yep. <laughs> Norma Jean was a good one. <laughs> Uh, Dixie's giving me a look of like, how did we start talking about this? No, I, it's clear. Tyler I, and I bonded on the Ravel Discord <laughs> over uh, the new Silent Planet. Steven, right? I'm yeah. never surprised yeah. when we end up talking yeah. about metal. So. I, was, I actually saw Silent Planet in Toledo, Ohio yeah. when they were, I don't know how popular they were at the time, but they were one of like six opening bands for Norma <laughs> Jean. And it was, it was a fun time. Nice. We just saw silent planet that's a good vibe yeah i took dixie to see him in uh salt lake city so graduating high school in 2011 i want to know what the like the the college selection process was like and where you ended up going to school yeah so i became a christian when i was 16 i was in the middle of my junior year of high school and at that time like i was a smart kid And I could have, like, if I had applied myself in any particular direction, I probably could have been good at something, but there wasn't anything I was especially better at than anything else and nothing that I was terrifically passionate about. Mm, Yeah. Um, And so I really wasn't sure. And then I, when I became a Christian, I quickly became like a leader among Christian youth groups in the area. And it became something where like I my friends and I were like doing backwoods revivals literally. Wow. And so I felt like, Hey, this is something that I'm good at and that I'm actually kind of passionate about. And so I felt that God was calling me less to a specific vocation and more in a direction. Mm, yeah. Mm. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to major in whatever takes me that direction. And it's very different depending on what school you're going to. Mm-hmm. And different like majors kind of mean different things. So typically if you take like a major in religion, it means comparative religions, Mm -hmm. like world religions kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Usually if you're taking religious studies, then that is supposed to be an objective look at whatever religion you're studying. Mm -hmm. And that is what I majored in. And but it wasn't as much of an objective. There's a lot more of a devotional aspect to it. Mm, yeah, because I was gonna by, say it feels like maybe seminary is the next step beyond like yeah, like seminary is like we all agree on most of this stuff, or at least mm-hmm. like the foundation, and we're gonna like get into the specifics. Whereas the objectivity, depending on where you're at, yeah. yeah. Whereas the objectivity of mm-hmm. your degree, I mean, like with little flavors of devotional kind of stuff yeah. here and there, but it was a lot more like 
Yeah, maybe zoomed out is the word. Yeah, so I'm there were of. some that you could take like pre-theology or Christian theology that those were like the idea that you're going to go to seminary afterwards. Oh yeah, sure. Um, like pre-med, so I, but for theology. Yeah, ki- kind of like that. <laughs> and so I mostly applied to the University of Finley where um, the church that I was a part of, their headquarters are here in Finley, Ohio. Hmm. And so the they started... Finley College back in the 1800s. And so it started as being like their religious, like religious studies was like the main deal right. at that time. Classic 1800s. Yeah. Now it's more like they have a, a handful of religious studies majors at any given time. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a very minor thing now, but I got a bit of a scholarship because I was a member of the denomination. Right. And so th- that was one of the things that kind of pushed me here more than anywhere else. Yeah. I also applied to Indiana Wesleyan University and um, Grace College, which mm-hmm. I think is in northern Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana Wesleyan had some weird like student contract that you had to promise that you wouldn't drink, do drugs, smoke, or uh, swear, or engage in social dances. <laughs> And so, a couple of those things <laughs> don't feel like the others. Okay. No, okay, one of these things loose. is definitely not like the other. <laughs> the dances certainly so it, caught me off. Yeah. So it clearly takes place in the town where Footloose. <laughs> yep. yep, clearly. This is Footloose. Yeah. Got it. Yep. That's hilarious. All right. Yeah, and I remember when I was applying there and looked at that, I was dating a girl from my high school that like she was a grade below me. And so that would have meant, oh, I can't go to prom with my girlfriend if I go here. That's hilarious. Wow. So while that wasn't like a determining factor, it was a thing where I was like, well, that's a bummer. It was something on your mind for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it ended up being that even though Finley was more expensive, they also offered me significantly more in like merit aid. Oh, great. Yeah. To where it was cheaper. Yeah. And so basically the merit aid where like I got the highest that I could there and it covered half the tuition. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I got lucky later on where there was, ended up being a Christian ministries like scholarship thing mm-hmm. where a friend and I both got like the highest level of that also. Cool. Because we were engaged in campus ministry stuff and we were both religious studies majors and that covered the other half of my tuition. That's so awesome. Oh, totally. Got super lucky. Nice. You're listening to No Normal People with Tyler Talbert, and we'll be right back. This episode of No Normal People is brought to you by the delicious coffee roasted by our friends at Revel here in Billings, Montana. Dixie, do you remember when we, years ago at this point, good gravy, it's years ago, when we started the No Normal People coffee blend? No. <laughs> Well, that's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course I remember. I was there. You know what's exciting? Yeah. Is that coffee blend has actually become... It's evolved. ...what we call the Highline blend. Yeah. Now sold across the worldwide internet by our friends on the Highline network. And, of course, it's available on our website, highline.network slash shop. You too. Shop. Drinks Highline coffee. The band U2? Yeah. Are you talking about the band U2? <laughs> See, it was misleading because you thought I was going to say U2 can drink funny. Highline coffee. That's funny. But I did the band instead. Yeah. No, but U2 
could drink Highline coffee. It's true. <laughs> this coffee is um, Montana local, roasted by an international award winner here in Billings called Revel Roasting. I'm so excited that this stuff is out in the world. It's, I'm going to be honest, I I can be sometimes guilty of getting high on my own supply, as they say. I drink a lot of this coffee. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. and you know, you can have the tasty beans that were that were made and roasted by one of the best in your own home, yes. no matter where you are. Yep, absolutely. What's the farthest we've gotten a uh, order from? I've shipped coffee across this great country of ours um, to listeners in San Francisco mm-hmm. and Georgia and Minnesota and Michigan. Heckin' all over the place. Heckin' all over the place, man. Texas. Yeah. So also, Texas was there. So <laughs> grab a bag of Highline Network coffee from us. That's, Virtually grab a bag and then we'll send it back. <laughs> we will send it to you. Yes. At Highline.network slash shop. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network, alongside podcasts like Ravel, Whiskey Bench, Into, Authors Intent, and Keller's Couch. And right now, we'd like to share a quick word from our friends over at Keller's Couch. Dixie, this is actually fun. This is, uh, you and I were interviewed on Keller's Couch. No way. Yeah, we were. I wasn't even there. No, you were there, but we weren't almost there, and uh, we'll let this teaser tell the story a little bit. Yeah, it was the day before, and I, I remember telling Ryan, like, yeah, tomorrow's episode is canceled. And he's like, what? What happened? <laughs> I was walking in a corn maze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just the message I got from you, Stephen, was great. Hey, man, sorry we can't make it tomorrow. We're going to the ER. Dixie may have broken her ankle in a corn maze. <laughs> Not even the haunted one. Yeah, like, wow, <laughs> shit got real, huh? May I ask, is college where you ended up meeting your wife? It is indeed. As we met on the first day of my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. in uh, speech class. We just happened to be in the same speech class, sat close together. What was she studying? She, at the time, was studying pre-veterinary medicine and animal science. Mm. Dope. And <laughs> there's, there's where the horse comes in. Yeah. Yes, someone. I've been waiting she, for that in. People who don't go to school for veterinary stuff can have horses, Stephen. I know, but there's just, there's, I see the connection now. She it sounds like you're calling her making. a horse girl, and I'm She did equitation for her. in high school, and that was more of the reason for the horse yeah. Yeah. All right. thing. Um, but we ended up being part of like a group speech project where we ended up doing like weird sports. Okay. Okay. And so, so there was another horse girl in our group who did, I can never remember the name of it, uh, but it's like horseback gymnastics. Is it like dressage? No, no. that's where the horse is dancing all weird. Yes. Oh. That's right. what my oh, wife okay. does now. Horse dancing. She does dressage. But this is actually like doing gymnastics from the back of a horse. Dixie's giving that's me a look. Awesome. Like you just called dressage weird and then. <laughs> 
he just mentions no that. i was <laughs> asking if it was dressage yeah i just remembered dressage but i can't no, remember gymnastics what from the back of a oh, yeah. yeah horse gnastics yeah. we do yeah yeah, it was something that had hippo in it because hippo is hippo nastics. Like no, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, some enough. Another friend of ours did wife carrying, which I don't know if you've heard of that. What one is? No. I think it's more of a like, like Scottish or Norse kind of thing where it's like doing a long obstacle course with either your wife or a um, surrogate wife on your back. And you have to run through this obstacle course. And then at the end of it, your reward is your wife's weight and beer. That's good. And wow. it is a fascinating fat, thing fat to look her up. Work yep. out, you know? <laughs> wow. And then you get a ton of beer. Yep. I'm into that. Steven, we need to participate <laughs> we in gotta wife s- sports. We got to start training yeah. wife based sports. <laughs> Yeah. You would get so much beer. Then That's the all Olympics. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer Olympics. Yeah. Then my my wife did uh, parkour. Yes, which was like the most normal out of the four that That's we had. So funny. Wow. And then I did chess boxing. Chess boxing. Yes. Okay, you did a thing on it. So what? What the heck is chess boxing? It is eleven rounds of alternating so many minutes of boxing with so many minutes of playing chess. And so the idea is that it brings together both like the best minds and the most uh, athletic people to have to be the best at both. And so it'll be like, you're actually duking it out. And then they hit a timer. Dude comes in, pulls you apart and they set down a chessboard in the middle of the ring and you play chess now. It's like heck? a high intelligence <laughs> barbarian. What the heck? Yep, pretty exactly. And so I remembered watching one of the championships that was won basically because one of them got his head knocked around too much and accidentally sacrificed his queen. Yeah. And so then he tipped his king because he knew he wasn't going to come back from That's it. Hilarious. Yeah. So like you have to be able to keep your head right like, while you're boxing so that you might be able to do That's better in the chess part. Great. So wow. Okay. So the time spent researching these things as a group was like, <laughs> you were in this project with who became your wild. wife. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I want to see horse boxing. Horse boxing. <laughs> I had an idea once um, for risk chess, where, no. you, okay. where you play risk. And every time you declare war on a new oh. territory, you play a game of chess. Jesus, that would be such a long game. <laughs> Risk is already so long. And you've just added so much more time to it. Yeah, yeah. But but you scale it. So if your army is really big on the Risk board, okay. you, you lose like half your pawns and like one of each of like the bishop, knight, and rook or something. There, you know, like There's a, a quote from Parks and Rec. Leslie makes a game called like Checkers Risk. Yeah. Oh, that's that's probably where I like at, yeah. imagined I came up with that idea. It t- she's like, it takes eight hours to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's stalling for time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> that's so yeah, good. Yeah, we uh that was where we met, but we didn't find out for a while that we actually lived in the same dorm room. Oh. Or in the in the same dorm building. Yeah. Was like your roommates? Was, yeah, not that room. Didn't find out <laughs> but, uh, for a while. But How'd you not know? It was divided That's up funny. where like it was all men on a cer- on one level, right. the next level was all women. It was divided up that way. So we just like really never saw each other. Yeah. And so uh her one of her best friends 
was interested in my roommate and he was really interested in her. So we started hanging out a lot and she was very interested in me and I was not very interested because I had gotten out of a pretty sucky relationship where like, we just like weren't a good fit for each other. Right. But like neither of us was very clearly in the wrong at any given point. And so I was just kind of over like romance. Not in the dating mode. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually like Megan, my wife kind of wore me down and on, but also to the point of like, I want to see what it's like to start a relationship rather than from like, like any kind of feeling of infatuation to start it with a commitment of I'm going to be by your side, no matter what. Hmm. And, and we, when we started out, we were both wrestling with depression and she with anxiety and nice. it caused a lot of tumultuous stuff to go on. And so she likes to say that when we started dating, we were breaking up. And then from there, it just ended up being smooth sailing. That's wow. Funny. Wow. Yeah. Get the hard stuff done first, right? Yep. Wow. What an experience in the midst of college too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When you're trying to figure out who you are and everything. Um, so Tyler, my next question is, uh, what do you do for work either? Like, cause I know you have a full-time gig, but that's also kind of the part-time gig at the church right now as well. So like mm. your degree somewhat influences half of that but yeah i guess yeah the main question is what do you what do you do for work so i'm a forklift operator mm -hmm. and i work at a cardboard plant that is a very niche cardboard plant that they make uh packaging partitions so we actually order like bulk oh. pieces of cardboard that get cut into pieces that will fit together to be like a grid of things that you might put like candles or Christmas ornaments into. Yeah. And most of the time we sell them to other like packaging companies because they don't have the specialized sure. machines to do that. Man, the Christmas ornament partition was exactly what I thought of when you said that. I was like, that is, I grew up with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I always think of. Mm -hmm. I need some of those. We need some of those. We just like <laughs> throw all our Christmas ornaments in a big Tupperware tub right now. <laughs> It's not the yeah. best way of doing things, but we only yeah. get them out yeah. once a year. Forklift operator, and yep. then the uh, the gig at the church, right? Yeah. So in September, I took over for the previous worship leader who had been doing it for fifteen years mm -hmm. since the church started. Yeah, and so pretty big shoes to fill. He's a guy who, like, I think in college he studied music and is an infinitely better singer than I am because I have no formal vocal training mm, mm -hmm. um, other than what I got from punk rock. <laughs> that is great. That is great. I truly, <laughs> I truly, funny. I tell people that I learned to sing by singing along to Reliant K records. <laughs> but thankfully your actual voice My isn't style changed, that whiny. For sure. Yeah. But I know how to mm -hmm. perfectly mimic that Ooh, style. I know and I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, it's a, incredibly part-time position where mm -hmm. like I do a little bit of preparatory stuff where I pick out songs and schedule musicians. We don't even have like a midweek practice, which I wasn't used to when I first started going there, but we fortunately have a lot of very talented musicians that we can just get together Sunday morning 
45 minutes beforehand, run through them and like, yep, we've got it. And man, that's cool. So I also have to pick out hymns and litanies for a traditional service, Mm. which is the litanies are not as much of what I'm familiar with. Yeah. So that's a bit of a learning experience, but I, I know hymns a little bit because when I went to college, I discovered good hymns because the church that I grew up going to did not sing good hymns. Mm, and so okay. I didn't know that there were good hymns. So like all the classic hymns I'd never heard of until I went to college. Wow. You don't want to do like as the deer every week? Not every week, but that <laughs> one's fine. <laughs> I don't, I, there are a bunch of like really strange ones that j- I guess were just like pet favorites of people in the church. And <laughs> so they got sung a lot. Um, but things like a come thou fount of every blessing of or all creatures of our God and King, or even be thou my vision yep. were I'd never heard until I went to college. Oh, oh, you've, oh my oh, God. Those are you the, need to those listen are the hits, to, um, oh yep. gosh, be thou my vision, the arrangement by Eric Whitaker. Really? Okay. Yes. It's so good. Oh, so saucy. I love it so much. <laughs> interesting. Anyway. That's I, I really enjoy um, Page CXVI has done mostly hymn rearrangements and stuff. And she just put out like an album of mostly original work mm. like in the last year or two. Yeah. Sh- she is fantastic. That's very nice. Hymns are dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I haven't asked yet, but beyond singing, what is your instrument of choice? Primarily now I play guitar. Okay. Uh, my first instrument was trumpet and I was pretty good at it. I, I played in marching band for eight years. Yeah. I, I, I primarily play guitar now. Um, mm-hmm. and I would, I took bass lessons in college because I was in the college jazz band and they didn't have a bass player. Mm-hmm. And so I could, I, you got a thousand dollar scholarship for being in the jazz band. So I was like, dude, I can get a bass for a hundred bucks and an amp for less than that. And like, oh, yeah. get a thousand dollars. Yeah. And so I took jazz bass lessons then and was in a jazz band. And so I got well, really good at bass. Well, thank you for being responsible and actually taking lessons instead of thinking you could play bass because you knew well, guitar. <laughs> yeah. The lessons did come with it, but <laughs> that's yeah, funny. I, I would not have done it if it if it didn't. Oh, gotcha. Because that would have been. It was already one of the most terrifying parts of my life was having to be there in practice, like in the rehearsals with the band. Yeah, yeah. like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Bass is (laughs) a very important instrument in a jazz Mm -hmm. band. Yeah, it's the most important instrument in any jazz or rock ensemble. Yeah, because it changes any chord. Yeah. Like you hold down all of it. If the rest of the band is playing a C major and you play an A, the band is no longer playing a C major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, he gets it. He gets it. That's good. Bass responsibly, people. Yep. All right. We are, uh, we're finally at this point. This is like my favorite question to just really open up the no normal people experience, essentially with the question of like, what, would you consider yourself passionate about the other way? I like to phrase that is what do you think and talk about when you have nothing else to think and talk about? So yeah, I'm just going to open it up for you, Tyler, and we'll see where we go. Yeah. So I think the thing I'm most passionate about is community is since all of the things that have happened with getting fired from a church and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, 
like I was really big into theology and I, I still saw a lot of value in like having, trying to have good theology and trying to have things right. Because like, like if you, in theory, if you have the right theology, then that should form you into the right kind of person. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Right. And getting fired and other things that happened subsequently really got me along to flip that around to, if it doesn't cause you to be more loving to your neighbor, then it's not good theology. Mm. Yeah. So that has informed like love has been the thing that it's come back to that. That was the thing that brought me to, to faith was reading through Jeremiah and Isaiah and seeing this love that never stops loving. Um, and so my faith has never really been tied down to a particular denomination or yeah. faith in any real sense. Mm-hmm or any formal sense. And so like it, it's always been coming back to the love that I've found the love that I first found in Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you find that inspires like your actions, whether that be your church community or other communities you find yourself in online or in the meat space? Um, I end up being a very likable person. Is that like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like everyone's favorite person because I'm like, even when I'm just trying to be reasonable, it's always like a, what's reasonable for the most people here. And so even at work, like I don't get annoyed when someone asks me to do something, I try to figure out like, okay, so how do I do that in a way that doesn't like inconvenience everybody else? Sure. Yeah. And I think not necessarily people seeing that, but like I end up like, solving problems for people and doing things that I see can help them. Sure. And so they all, everybody at work likes me because yeah, like I'm good at my job and I try to make things yeah. easier for them. Kind of an attitude of like consideration and service. It sounds like. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. And so then other things like I plant fruit bearing shrubs and trees in my local park because no one takes care of the park. So I trimmed the hedges and pulled out dead shrubs and replaced them with blueberries and salvias and other things like that. Wow. That's so cool. What, like, what got you started on that? Like you just noticed a park not being taken care of and you're like, I know someone who could take care of that. And it's me. Yep. Wow. We live a block away from this park. That's it's small enough that the local parks district doesn't even list it on its website, which I thought was really strange. Oh yeah. But like it has a a sign and like landscaping stuff there. And Hmm. so like we've lived here for a couple of years and like noticing over the years that just like no one takes care of this stuff. There's like, they don't trim the hedge that's there. There is a walnut tree growing up through it, which I'm doing my best to save and it is doing well. So we've got a couple of volunteers there. And uh, so I planted a a maple tree and a tulip tree that both got mowed over there, but <sighs> I'm going to plant some more. It it was really nice that, because that's the only thing they do is they mow, is that I could plant a tree and put mulch around it mm-hmm. and then they would mow around it because wow. it looks like it's supposed to be there. Wow. Right? It's just crazy to me that no one has ever like seen you do this and like, Oh yeah. Cause I don't do it under the cover of night or anything. Like, <laughs> like no one from the city is like, it's why like are you doing on this? A Tuesday. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I like that. It's I, I like that though. It, it just kind of represents like a quiet, like 
contribution to your literal mm-hmm. like living community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was something then too that our ch- that I started doing at our church when I first started going there. Was I remember it was the summer that COVID had started. Is I went to help them pull weeds and stuff, and then I went back a couple of days later, and I. Cause I would do my gardening here and would get a bunch of volunteer trees that I was like, I don't want these growing right next to my house. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't just want to throw them away. Right. Sure. And so I took one over to the, to the church that I was going to plant there and I wasn't going to ask permission, but the pastor was there and came out to talk to me. I was like, Hey, I brought a tree. Is it cool if I plant it? And he's like, Oh yeah, go ahead. So I've planted like five trees at our church now because they've got an enormous property. Yeah. They have like 10 acres in town. Jeez. Um, and someone was telling me that a long time ago there were, there's a big stand of ash trees that got decimated by mm. the emerald ash borer. Yeah. And so the front area of the church's property then has been kind of barren oh, wow. since yeah. then. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they planted so when you go to like Walmart or some other store that, or even like a, a hardware store that like Lowe's or Home yeah. Depot or something that has a garden center, mm-hmm. the trees that you would get there that look way too big for their pots are way too big for their pots because they grow them in the ground and then cut them out, yeah. severing all of their roots. Oh, and yeah. so when you plant them, then it takes a few years for them to recover from that trauma. Yeah, yeah right. And so there's a high likelihood that they will die before that happens. Mm, mm-hmm. And yeah. so that is what had happened there was there were a number of trees that they had tried to replace that had either died or fallen over because the roots didn't dig into the clay very well. Right. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, they have a ton of, of Kentucky coffee trees that are doing swell mm. uh, there. And so I planted a, a tulip tree because our neighbors across the street have a tulip tree that gave us a whole bunch in my garden. And I love those ones. They're really neat. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite tree? Um, I really like the tulip tree a lot. Yeah. Is that, is the tulip tree, the Ohio state tree? No, the Ohio state tree is the Buckeye. Oh, right. Of course. Yep. I think it's a close by state that I was reading about it. I recently. think Indiana might have the tulip tree. Yeah. Because there's, I think there's three U.S. states that have the tulip trees. Mm-hmm. And state tree. It's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the where did the interest in gardening and plants start for you? So I grew up farming. Oh yeah, of course. Like my my <laughs> grand my grandfather farmed, and so I didn't actually. Grow like grow up on a farm properly, but I did a lot of farm work and stuff and did a lot of gardening growing up. But it was really when I stumbled upon a YouTube channel called crime pays, but botany doesn't. (laughs) That's so good. I'm going to look it up later. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. (laughs) There's one that, that is the video that got me on. It was, uh, it's this guy named Tony Santoro. He's from Chicago and, I found a video from where he was living in Sacramento, I think. Right. Or Oakland. I think it might have been Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he w- would do guerrilla gardening where he would yeah. plant trees in places where like the city would not do a very good job at choosing plants or right. planting them properly. And there is a much more like you can't just plant everything in the soil there because right. of the soil. Like they're not the using or, native plants. So like yeah, they're, they're not obviously using not native going plants. to live. 
Yeah. Whereas here, the soil's significantly more fertile. There's not as much that you could plant that would do badly. Right. Mm. But there's still like a big part of mine, of my like, force is in combating a couple of highly invasive trees is there's one called the iolanthus or the tree of heaven yeah that was a very common import from asia and it is just a super aggressive plant that it secretes a toxin into the soil that stunts other plants growth I've seen it grow at right angles to get out from other trees and then fan out to cover all the sunlight. Right. Wow. Like it's just, and it grows super fast. Wow. And so that one is one of the ones that if I find them, I dig them up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do it. And Man. burn their bodies. <laughs> I love this. I want to, I, I want to come back to. Sacrifice them to Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back to gardening in a little bit, um, but to bring us back to just kind of the umbrella of community, what do you look for or what do you think are markers of a healthy community? I think a lack of control is a good marker of a healthy community. Hmm. And that's what I've really enjoyed about the church we've been going to is that I feel very much like I could tell the pastor, hey, I just can't do this job any like if it got to that point, I just can't do this job anymore. It's just not for me. Is that he wouldn't try to convince me to do it anyway. Oh wow, yeah. He would not try to to guilt me into it or anything. He would just be like he might say, Can you do it for so many more weeks? So until we can get Give me a buffer. Else. Yeah. 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 Or he might even just say, okay, that's fine. Uh, And then the guy who I took over for could take over for me until they found someone else. Right. Like I've, I feel very much that way that there isn't, there's no pressure Mm. to perform. There's no, no pressure to continue to work through burnout or anything like that. Yeah. I think just that care and ability to listen. Steven and I just got triggered hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've talked about it a bit on Ravel. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think phrasing that as lack of control too is like, it's not necessarily that maybe your pastor doesn't have control, but it sounds like he's not interested in wielding it as if it's something to, you know, or even like you started this, this is your, responsibility yeah mm-hmm. so like you shouldn't anticipate every single person that attends this church to have the same 100 percent commitment and desire that you do mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. that's unreasonable yeah that's good we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with tyler talbert If you like what you're hearing and you value what we do here on No Normal People, that is, we like to feature people you've certainly not never heard of, Mm -hmm. but we definitely think you should. We would love it if you would find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to give us a five-star rating and a one or two sentence review. This helps people find the show, kind of plays the algorithm, as they say. Can I let you in on a little secret, Dixie? Oh, God. I honestly don't know if it does anything for the algorithm. I just like... Saying the word algorithm. But I also like it when people say nice things about me, and that's what five-star ratings do. So if you want to make me feel good. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're gonna i'm gonna make an appointment for therapy for you yeah uh, after this yeah i have something about a, a praise addiction is that hmm? i don't know if that's a thing well i'm just making things up at this point but if you want to continue to hear me make things up, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoPeoplePod. That's K-N-O-W People Pod. And if you like the Highline Network, which we are a part of, then you should definitely go check out one of the shows that isn't this show. Yes, please. On the Highline Network. Which one would you like to talk about? Author's Intent, obviously, because okay. it's the best show on the entire network. What's going obviously. on over at Author's Intent? Chaos and, and love. Chaos and love. Yeah, and also books and movies sometimes, but mostly the chaos thing. These are great. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, no, I get it. Coming at you I get a lot of chaos May. and love. Let's get back to our conversation with Tyler. What else would you put under the like the the passion question or what fires you up? So I'm very passionate about music, obviously, as you could tell. Yeah. Um, and my wife and I are both very passionate about art in general. So my wife started out studying animal science in college. And early on in her dating life, uh, she wanted to change, but wasn't sure what she wanted to change to. So she started just taking biology. Yeah. And eventually she switched to uh, studio art. Horse painting. Horse yeah. Painting. Oh she gosh. does a lot of horse <laughs> sketches and paintings nice. and things for commissions. Oh, that's because cool. she's very, she has a lot of practice at it and stuff, but she that is a, an amazing artist. And mm -hmm. so she had, has a dual major in, in fine art and in graphic design. Dope. And so she was doing a graphic or I guess she wasn't actually even doing so much graphic design. She was doing like running a social media for a marketing company. Right. Uh, yeah. And then got taken on by our local performing arts center to be their marketing department. Cool. So she's yeah. been doing all of their like graphic design and marketing and all of that stuff for a few years now. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I like that. So music being an, another passion of yours, clearly with the part-time work at the church yeah. as the worship leader. But I, now I want to hear about your band. Oh, yeah. So in the summer of 2020, I texted my friend Mike and said, hey, you want to start a band? Because I had been laid off from the job that I had been working at. And so he and I and one of the guys who had drummed when we went to the church that I worked at mm -hmm. got together and just started jamming. And then Mike brought his brother-in-law on to play bass. And so we were just kind of jamming around doing covers and stuff. A lot of like Smashing Pumpkins and Our Lady Peace and Pearl Jam, Nirvana kind of inspired. Totally. That, that was a lot of where we were drawing our inspirations from. And then I think I couldn't be there for one jam session. And so our drummer had, because we were practicing, we were jamming at their drummer's place and his stepsister was also a drummer, but could play guitar and bass. And so she played bass and Keith, uh, the other guitar player uh, went to guitar and so then the next time we got together, we had two guitars and her playing bass. Nice. And nice. So then we very quickly f discovered like, we've got a lot of original songs. Let's not do any more covers. And so now we have about 25 original songs in total. 
And we're trying to find covers that would be really cool to do in our style that we can do at gigs and stuff because people like covers, but we don't want to do just a straight up cover that sounds exactly like how totally someone else. Yeah. Make it it your own, make it sound like you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we recorded an album in November and we're over halfway through the mixing process of we didn't have like a sit down mixing session. The engineer has been editing and mixing and then sending us samples yeah. to listen to and get our feedback on. So it's been a much longer and slower process. Nice. But yeah. So you're it's not a red good. hot chili pepper cover band. <laughs> no, we're not. We all very nearly were because I have Got a very it. good Frusciante kind of style. <laughs> if you were, I would say you should name your band Serrano, but like, oh, that's fun. That's fine. <laughs> but he, what did you end up naming yourself, Tyler? I love this. So my first contribution as a suggestion was Judge Judy and the Executioners. Yes. And not change everyone else that. is as excited about that. Change so it, I change it now. I put that in my pocket and was like, all right, <laughs> the next voting? punk band I start is going to be Judge Judy and the Executioners. That's so good. Oh, that's very good. But our name that we all agreed on is About 41 Bears. That's Good too. <laughs> yes. I, but okay, but Judge Judy and the Executioners. Oh yeah, like that's that's powerful. Excellent. This is powerful. Yeah, it is. Um, where did about forty one bears come from? Is there there has to be a story so, behind I, that? I really cannot wait until the day we can get up on stage and be like, we are about forty one bears. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the way that that sounds, but it was a. Uh, a gamer tag that I had for a little while. That's so, um, so good. That the the way because of the way that games like Halo and stuff would be is that if like say I killed someone on their screen, it would come up as you were killed by about forty one bears. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so clever. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the irony of the like. It's roughly the most highly specific number that you can think of. Yeah. That's very good. That's very adjacent to my my name on Twitter right now. Five raccoons oh, in a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is powerful. Uh, yeah, I like this wavelength <laughs> a lot. This is very good. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, stuff, if you guys have a theme identified yet, like what kind of things are the lyrics like pulling us to? So there's a lot of stuff dealing with like mental health and we've discovered like threads running through different ones where we end up yeah referencing songs and other songs and so a song that i wrote for the album is called bitterroot and nice. it's largely like wrestling with the concept of the two hands of god um this idea that god can bless but god also appears to curse oh yeah um is the the first the first verse is, don't you know there ain't no devil, it's just God when he's drunk, throwing bolts of lightning, earthquakes, fires, and the flood. For every open right hand, there's a left fist waiting to come down. Ooh, I just got chills. Whoa. That's good. How many That's do you good. have about Southern California? No. <laughs> You're really pushing for the red hot chili peppers thing, aren't you? So, a little. Mike is from the high desert. Nice. And so the chili peppers are a big influence on us. The chilies. And you can really hear that in um, our song House on Shadow Lane is the way that I play is kind of between 
Pink Floyd, David Gilmore kind of rhythm part. And sure. then the lead parts I play are very Frusciante. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear it. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But this. then other songs, like there's a song that's just called Social Anxiety that sort of feels like it references Bitterroot a, a little bit and oh, yeah. uh, talking about cutting out the bitterness. Yeah, for sure. I there's can't a, wait to be listening to this like on my AirPods. And then yeah. have somebody be like, what are you listening to? And just say about, about 41 bears, 41 bears. Yep. <laughs> and not explain further. Nice. Thank you. That warms my heart so this much. Is powerful. And there's another one that's on the album called Mind Pollution. That's pretty solid. And there's a song that we wrote since the recording called Smog on the Brain that references <laughs> mind pollution. Yeah. Is Ooh, it just smoke on the water? But it's. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Smog in the brain, smoke in the water. It's so fun, though, because we've put together so, in that song particularly, we've put together so many different styles where, as a joke in our song, Taxes and Razor Blades, when we first did the song together, I played kind of a ska guitar part. Yeah. And we're just like, nope, that's actually perfect. We're going to keep that. And so then when Mike was writing Smog on the Brain, he had that in mind for me to do that. So on the verses and everything, I'm playing that kind of part. And then the chorus kicks in and I kick on my rat and just go hard. Oh, absolutely. And then the bridge is me doing that. Keith is playing some noodly arpeggiated kind of part. And then Mike was uh, singing the, the bridge. And the first line of it is, is this falsehood masquerading? And I could just hear it in my head as like a Norma Jean line. Yep. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm screaming this. And so we like just drew all that kind of stylistic stuff we did together into one song. Wow. That's fantastic. That's very cool. That's fun. I'm very into that. Um, so does about 41 bears have like a Spotify that we can link to or an Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? We do not yet have a Spotify. Um, okay. When the album comes out, we will. Yeah. What's the release date target? Do you have one? Um, we don't have a, a specific date okay. planned yet because we're still waiting on five songs to get the mixes uh, nailed down. Yeah. And we're waiting on album art. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. So we're thinking March oh. at this point. Cool. I'll, I'll send you because we, we do have an Instagram and we have a Facebook page as well. So if you, I think if you just search for Instagram about 41 bears, it should come up. I'm so excited. Yeah. It feels like the SEO is pretty cornered on that one. We'll yeah. find you if we look for about 41 bears. That's just a fun sentence. Yeah. I love this. Yep. <laughs> this is powerful. This is so good. All right. Tyler, what are some hobbies you like to engage in stuff to fill your time? Well, not fill your time, but like, yeah, what do you enjoy? So I, I like doing music. I occasionally play video games. Um, so I, I need to, to mention it on the uh, Ravel Discord, but when talking about comfort is I have a comfort video game that I go back to is that there's a PlayStation 1 game called Chrono Cross that is like a sort of sequel to Chrono Trigger mm. that like I will just play through the whole game when I need comfort yeah, because totally. it's so familiar to me kind of thing. Um, I do some woodworking ish stuff, uh, all from like reclaimed material. So when we bought our house, there was a bunch of wood left in our garage. Mm -hmm. So I started making guitar bodies out of it. Whoa, that's cool. 
I made my desk out of pallets, out of pallet wood that I like milled down and like fitted together. It's not perfect, but yeah. I just made a uh, six guitar guitar stand out of pallet wood. Excellent. That's cool. Oh, I and like so that a lot. That's been really handy because I have more than six guitars. And so I ha- can have, and because I'm weird and play in multiple tunings, I have two acoustic guitars, one's in standard, one's in open D. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I have a Stratocaster that I use for most of the stuff in the band because I can kind of make it sound like my Telecaster if I want to by kicking on an EQ pedal. Yeah, right. I have a baritone guitar also. Nice. Ooh, that's fun. That It is very fun. I love it. And so then, and I have a bass guitar. And so I leave those all out because before it was so hard to have, because my studio isn't very big. And so I was having to, when I needed a different guitar, put one away, pull out the case for another one, right. open it up, take it out. Yeah. And it, it's really nice to have them just at my fingertips where like, you know what? Actually, I think this song would sound better on this one. Oh, absolutely. So I can just set it down and grab another guitar. Plug it in. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. And then you're off. We oh, get that's it. very good. We get it. Um, as far as hobbies go, because I promised we would come back to gardening, what kind of things do you grow in your home garden? A ton of potatoes. Potato man. Potatoes are my favorite food, hands down. Yeah, I'm going to um, leave the call now. Wow. <laughs> You've made it this far. I know. This is the straw that breaks it. I hate Someone potatoes. was talking about like <laughs> cheese plates. Like like you can go to places and try like thousands of varieties of cheese or something. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Different kinds of, of certain things. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know, like just potatoes. Every way to do potatoes. I love it. Like get me some tater tots and some mm. French fries, some curly fries, steak fries, waffle fries. Potato wedges. Like they just... have to be prepared well oh, for me. Give me a waffle fry. Good gravy. I am so into a yeah. waffle fry. I Come just... on. Oh, yeah. So much surface area for dips. There needs to be uh. at least the same amount of seasoning or other ingredient <laughs> for me to enjoy a potato. Oh, yeah. I, when I like a take loaded my potatoes potato. out of the ground, yeah. I... I fry them up with a bunch of allspice and paprika. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Like I can do yeah. a, I can do a just, you know, hash browns with oh, some yeah. seasoning on it. Like breakfast yeah. potatoes. But I would never actively choose potatoes. <laughs> like mm. if there was a list and like anything else was on the list, I'd be like, yes, before potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Also, speaking of uh, hobbies, though, I can't believe I had forgotten it until now, but my wife and I are really big into craft beer. Nice. Is that there's yeah. a, yeah. like, three blocks from our house is Finley Brewing Company, and they've be- had a restaurant front s- for three years now. Mm-hmm. I think they started as kind of a hole-in-the-wall, really proper microbrew in 2013, and got like a restaurant and we went there when they first opened and the food is amazing, but the beer is fantastic. And they really got us into it in general. And so we will go on vacations to like Cincinnati or Columbus. We haven't gone to Cleveland yet, but that's a big one on our list. And just like, we'll get a hotel and hit 10 breweries. Oh yeah, have you tried, brewery tours. Have you tried oh, carrying yeah. your wife to the brewery and seeing how much beer <laughs> they give you? Yes. <laughs> the last time we were in Cincinnati, 
Uh, she wanted to walk back to the hotel from the last one, and I humored her <laughs> until we were walking uphill. And oh my <laughs> gosh, what a brilliant callback, Tixie. <laughs> Thank you. So well That's played. the only reason why I'm here. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, you just stitched yeah, the whole thing together. Yeah, it was it was great because like I started out just enjoying it, and Megan was going along with me, and then she discovered sours. Oh yeah, and she has become a connoisseur of any kind of sour or tart or saison. Oh yeah, or ghosts or those kinds of things. Like she loves them. Uh, loves to where it turns your face inside out that kind of puckering i, I like that basic bordering on cider vibe i'm a basic yeah i like honey wheat Ooh. honey rye. rye you like that one from here in montana anything that nice. tastes like a loaf of bread yeah that's, that's fun. basically oh it. yeah i i like stuff that's really malty like i like good bready stuff yes. i like them darker so amber ales and red ales give me a scotch and, ale i stand uh, scotch. oh yeah good scotch ale i do mm. like scotch ales. um oktoberfests i think are right in my sweet spot yeah so when mm-hmm. october rolls around we just hit everywhere and <clears throat> i think there's sample a sample uh, the oktoberfests everywhere across the street from grounds for thought in bowling green is juniper brewing company that they have a coffee shop and a brewery mm-hmm. and they are one of the coolest breweries I've been to like because rather than being like a hole in the wall or dive bar styled kind of place um they are more like a high-end coffee shop restaurant kind of deal nice like they have food but it all looks like the food you'd see at like a professional cooking competition yeah gotcha. oh yeah so we never go there to eat a meal because it's it, probably cost expensive. You a fortune yeah totally there's a place got, like that here in Billings. yeah but they had one of the best beers i've ever had in my life was their oktoberfest it was just oh, perfect amazing but they had uh we went there for their black swamp festival when they had the oktoberfest out and got um wonton nachos mm. and so it's like six wontons laid out on a plate where each wonton is individually stacked with the nacho toppings oh. and it was so good that we ordered a second plate of it i love because, wontons like, <laughs> sounds spectacular oh my goodness it was so good oh, well the food played. is amazing but it will cost you a fortune so yep. we don't often eat there but yeah that's an event though you go i would i would kill night. my yeah. dog for wontons wow <laughs> that's not true i love that's my dog insane <laughs> i'd think about it though people would be like do you want these wontons don't. i'd be like yeah i do and they'd be like well i gotta kill your dog no and then i'd be like don't Ooh. threaten my dog like that that's horrible <laughs> i All would right. think about it for a second <laughs> So basically, it's like how she feels about wontons, but the complete opposite is how she feels about potatoes. A hundred percent. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. They'd be like, eat this right. potato or I'll kill your dog. All They'd right. be like, There's kill my dog. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Before we lose the thread too much here, my next question for you, Tyler. Um, do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines? No. No. Not at all. Same. Keep that routine away from me. Have your routine no, is the lack of routine. No matter how much I try, I cannot have a routine. Um, yeah. Is it's kind of if I happen to fall into the things I'm trying to do, then they happen. So I've been so when I I used to work at a tire factory where I was very active. I worked in mixing. Very bad for your health, but I was yes. regularly throwing around fifty to eighty pound bags of chemicals oh. or blocks of rubber. Whoa! And so I. I was the strongest I've ever been in my life doing that. 
Um, nice. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, able to like lose weight pretty easily where I just kind of was going for walks and short runs when I got home from my third shift hmm. deal. Yeah. Um, but I, my knees are pretty bad. And so I pushed it too hard. And so I ended up having to stop after about a month, but I kept the weight off because I was working a very uh, physically involved job. Yeah. Um, but then a little under a year ago, I switched to this new place where I'm driving a forklift. So yeah. I'm sitting down right. for nine hours a day, occasionally getting off to do things, but yeah, definitely not as much. And so I've started going to our local YMCA that's like a couple blocks away before work. But I have to, and this is where like I feel like I need... I feel like a good indicator of the amount of ADHD I might have is that I need to set aside like multiple hours if I'm going to get something to happen that is only going to take me half an hour. Yeah, I was going to ask when's your wow. appointment cuz wow. uh wow. I'm yeah. I would just tell Dixie your vibes. doctor to just like listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Case and point. But yeah, so I have I have to wake up at like four o'clock. The Y doesn't Whoa. open until five, but if I don't have an alarm set for four o'clock and or four thirty, yeah, or five, then I probably won't make it, or else like I won't be able to go there for long enough. Sure, I, I work starts starts at seven, and so I need to try to get there by five or five thirty, so that I can get I can shower there at like six ten or something in order to leave the Y at six 30. Like I, it's like, I have to leave it's a, a whole big thing. chunk of time. Yeah. Like, I, there's a reason why I got on this, this uh, Zencaster call as soon as you sent me the email and I just sat here. I yeah, heard right. literally, I had my headphones on and I was playing Stardew <laughs> and I heard you open a drink and then you tested your bike. And I was like, I'm going to take my headphones off. This feels weird. <laughs> this feels... She's but just yeah, lurking. Speaking of that, I am drinking a Mad Tree Luna Lux White IPA. Ooh, oh, nice. that's a it lot of words that sound cool. Yeah. Mad Tree is a fantastic brewery out of Cincinnati. Delightful. A really cool place. Super dog friendly. We went there and there were so many dogs. I like that. Loved. We have we have a couple shops in uh Billings coffee shops that their name is Black Dog, so they're like they, they are uh, yeah. dog so, friendly. Yeah, yeah, so we can bring our dog and like mm, grab a cappuccino cool. or something, and hang out. We have a coffee shop cool. here in Billings, um, that's in a garden center. Yeah. Um. Oh, and it is the Black Dog actually, coffee shop, and like it's beautiful. I think we've got like a, I don't even I've never not been there, but there's like a garden like not really florist, but like a garden store here that. Ha- that sells craft beer now and i've never not been there yet <laughs> telling me i need to go so cool yeah speaking of dogs uh do you and megan have any pets they have a horse we have a horse named lenny lenny kravitz okay. no Damn. just lenny his his show name has a fi- like unofficially been pickup artist <laughs> but before it was just lenny yeah um, right <laughs> And we have two cats, Nova and Freya. Oh, so oh, good. You should rename Freya Scotia. Okay. <laughs> so it's Nova Scotia. You just go casually rename one of your pets and see how you feel. About <laughs> My it. dog's Jeez. name is Duck, okay? Yeah. And that is beautiful. <laughs> Very you. powerful name for a dog. We like mm-hmm. it a lot. Well, my goodness. Tyler, this has been a fantastic time together. Thank you so much for making the time to do this. 
Most definitely. Thank you for having me. Um, my closing questions for you are kind of like a check-in on what you're currently into, like consuming media wise. So, um, what, um, are you currently reading? So I am currently reading three books. Spectacular. When I'm at home, like laying in bed, trying to fall asleep, I've been reading Dune by Frank Herbert. I just got it. It is. I'm going to read it. um, I often have a hard time getting into fiction books. So I'm only like 50 pages in and have been kind of slogging with it. Sure, yeah. I've heard that it's kind of yeah, rough to and start, I feel like it's so. probably going to be that way. <laughs> and then at work, I've I'm very nearly done with it and holy crap, the last chapter I read just like hit me so hard. It's Silence by uh Shisaku Endu. Mm. Yes, I Endo. added this to my list when you posted it in the Discord. It's the novel that the Scorsese film is based on. <gasps> yeah. And oh my god, like that movie like impacted me a lot and I just got to like the climactic point in the book and it was even more even more like <laughs> just oh <laughs> Like I feel like and now I have to go and drive a forklift. Like I'm not in any kind of I'm a, not emotionally prepared yeah, for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not of sound mind right now to be operating heavy machinery. Yeah, that's great. And then when I go out to a brewery or a bar by myself, I take Megan DeFranza's Sex Difference in Christian Theology, uh, male, female, and intersex in the image of God. And that has been very good. I'm gonna need that book. Stephen, can you order that book? That oh, yeah. one is a, is very thick and very academic, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yep, link in the show notes too. That's why I like to do this. Um, <laughs> Who's Lincoln? I like reading multiple books. I admire that skill. I do the same thing. So yeah, yeah. You didn't Keep get it, my Lincoln my, joke. My bed book and my chair <laughs> book. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second, but wow. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what are you currently listening to? Let's start with music. Like what records are spinning most right now? So I've been putting on repeat because it's only like 20 minutes long. Um, Joyce Manor's S slash T. It's super catchy emo music, like constant headache gets stuck in my head every day. Also, I've been listening to, I've been going through and listening to songs that We've been thinking about to do possible covers of. So I've been listening to a lot of cast your nets wide. Yeah. A bunch of David Bowie because I feel like that's one that not a ton of people have covered his songs. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, so and that I, would be fun to kind of redo in your style. Yeah, that's. Um, fun. I've been listening to Heroes. Um, I've been listening to Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. If like you could do a cover from The Labyrinth, that'd be great. Oh yeah, magic dance. Please. Magic dance. <laughs> there you go. There's the request from Dixie Lee. <laughs> I love it. What about podcasts that you're listening to that you're into? So Ravel, shameless plug for you guys again. Thank uh, you. I listen to Ravel a lot. <clears throat> um I listened to last podcast on the left pretty religiously. I listened through their whole back catalog during uh COVID twice. Nice. Wow. Um, and uh, I started when I was working at Cooper. I listened to the Kryptonaut podcast a lot. Okay. Um, that one's a lot about cryptids, usually the lesser known one. And their first one, w- the first episode is about the Loveland Frogman from here in Ohio, Ooh. which That's has fun. a special place in my heart. Yeah. I've been um, looking into that podcast because I just finished. I don't know if you've listened to the Adventure Zone. I've listened a little bit to um, the Adventure Zone. Their amnesty balance is all 
cryptid based oh, yeah. stuff and I just finished <laughs> it and I'm that's like fun. super high on the Mothman yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah. I've been yep. looking at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they haven't put anything out since like December, but uh, someplace underneath is another last podcast episode. That's all about missing women. Mm. Ooh, and, yeah, 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 wow. yeah. It is a really, really like, it's pretty much, it just talks about like either like specific missing women or like, Stuff like the Highway of Tears in Canada. Yeah. There's tons and tons of women going missing. Oof. It's mostly like an awareness kind of thing of like, hey, be looking out for these people or this thing needs taken care of. They last did a two-part series on the reality of child brides in America. Oof. Yeah. And wow. it is heart-wrenching. Oof. Yeah. And then on a much lighter note, there's a podcast called Banterbox that I can't always find it on every... Uh, pod catcher right but it's uh someone that i knew uh one summer that worked at a church camp that i staffed at um she's a theater person and is part of a theater troupe called the uh mad artists theater productions or mad artist productions oh yeah and so during covid they just started doing podcasts so they've done a, like a call of cthulhu oh that's awesome um, audio drama and the banter box is all film reviews nice and so they've just kind of go through and it's a bunch of theater kids talking about movies. And so they do everything from gremlins to interstellar, I think Freaking gremlins. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What are you currently watching? Like any streaming shows you're in the middle of right now? So Megan and I just finished the witcher season two and we've, excellent. We've been told it's to watch good. that so many times. Yes, we have. It's very good. <laughs> um, I've also been playing, the the witcher three the wild hunt yes again of course of course and we just finished watching the silent sea which was a korean netflix original okay yeah yeah. about like it was like a horror kind of thing about like a mission to an abandoned moon base Hmm. it was pretty good a lot of stuff about the moon on netflix recently it's true Mm -hmm. All right, my last question for you, Tyler. This is new to us on No Normal People, but it's something that we're curious to ask every guest. Oh, man. What does the word normal mean to you? Uh, hmm. Do you have a negative reaction to it or? Kind of. I operate, I, I function a lot under operational definitions. Mm-hmm. And so... Like it would depend somewhat on the context of the conversation that I would be in. Right. So and that's a very philosophical side of me where yeah. every conversation has to start with defining terms. Yeah. A lot of people. But, that's your college training uh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally get it. So in the so in the context of our podcast, like yeah. someone says like, Yeah, I have a friend. Yeah, he's kind of just like a normal person, you know. Yeah. Yeah situational or maybe in in some ways it would mean more unobtrusive like someone who wouldn't necessarily unassuming. stick out unassuming hmm. i remembered having this idea of someone who's so ordinary that it's extraordinary like like that spongebob how, episode it, it, i'm not familiar enough with spongebob i didn't grow up <laughs> with tv um but like just this idea of like if someone checked all the boxes of what you thought an average ordinary person looked like, right. it would probably be really weird. It on that honestly sounds a lot like the movie Stranger Than Fiction. Oh yes, 
I love that movie. <laughs> like that's that's the vibe I get when you're mm-hmm. talking about that. Yeah. Well, very good. All right. Tyler, to close us out, uh, first of all, if you would like to, would you share any place that people could talk to you online, maybe a Twitter or something like that? Yes, they can find me on Twitter at it's T squared. I believe, yes, it's underscores in between it's T and squared. Mm -hmm. I think on Instagram, it might be the same, but without the underscores. And then we can look for about 41 bears. And about 41 bears is the more important one. (gasps) Yes. I can't wait to follow that. On Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Oh, that's great, man. And I think we have a band camp now, but there's nothing on it. Oh, yeah. If you're really big into band camp, you can probably find us. I'm sure there's at least two people. Sweet. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. This has been a delight for Dixie and I. Thank you. It's been a delight for me. Could you close us out by reading our favorite quote? Sure thing. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Dixie, wasn't that a great time with Tyler? That pleasant, pleasant moment spent together <laughs> discussing the topic. So heartfelt. Thank you. <laughs> and it was also that evergreen. That wasn't a lie. It was I, pleasant times discussing the topic. Yeah, that's so to- good. I said topics. Great. I love that. How about that conversation? Hey, I was wondering <laughs> with. With all the uh, the plant talk that you and Tyler got into mm-hmm. about his gardening, I was wondering if you would like to talk about all the house plants we have. Heckin' yeah, I would. Around the house. Do you want their actual names or the, what I call them? Um, because to be honest, two things. Two one one of them, no idea what it is. It's just oh, it lives there. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if any of the names involve cuss words, I don't know. No, no, want no, 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 not them. cuss words. It would just be like, this is Gregory. Oh, yeah. Classic Gregory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know which one's Gregory? No, I don't. It's the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that tree is. Is it a tree? In the orange pot. It has pot. leaves and it's in an orange pot. And yeah. he's, doing, he's doing real good. Well, quickly, you know? give me the tour of the, the other plants we have. Well, so my oldest plant that we have, I've had it. Almost longer than I've known you, actually. Uh, my pothos, uh-huh. which honestly, not hard to keep alive. That hangs so above the couch. Yeah. yeah, I used to have a spider plant, which was a solid six years older than that. And mm. then our cats ate it. Murdered And by I cried cat. a lot and thought about getting rid of our cat. Right. But I didn't. Okay. Um, so, pothos. I don't have a name for that one. Yeah. But uh, That's it's okay. going on like 13 years, I think, now. Sure. Um, let me see. I have a rubber plant. That's rocking out in my uh, little greenhouse. What um, else is in the greenhouse? I have, so that one, that's difficult to answer <laughs> because I have four succulents uh-huh. in that greenhouse as well. They're all different kinds of succulents. I could not tell you their names. And the fact that they are still alive is truly a miracle because I kill succulents. Somehow. Violently. Even though they're supposed to be the easy ones. It's supposed to be an easy one. And yeah. it's still, they just don't like me. Anyway. Yeah. So four succulents in there. And then we have um, a fiddle leaf fig as well, which was uh, 
a gift from a friend along with Gregory the tree. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but we have a another tree-like plant, Dracane, Dracana. I Fun. think it's called it's like a it's a like a pointy leaf plant and I have a little I have a little clipping of that that bad boy in the greenhouse as well. Yeah. Growing. Right. I feel like I have more. Oh, I got I got a bunch of terrariums with uh, that you made some yourself. inch plants yep. and moss that I collected in Idaho. With cool and, uh, rocks. The park and a bunch of cool rocks. I could talk about rocks. Tell me about the tree in the bottle. The tree in the bottle. Oh, you mean my avocado. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I uh, started growing the, you just take the skin off of an avocado pit um, and you put it in a little plastic baggie for like three weeks and it starts growing some some roots and then it starts growing a shoot out the top of the out the top of the pit um, in Montana. Not very likely that it'll get any bigger than like four feet tall and definitely will not produce avocados. But he's real cute and I'm calling him uh, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> because the pit wow. when when it starts growing the the pit like breaks into two um and one half of the pit fell off so after, my avocados after turning black and yeah, shriveling yeah. so That's terrible so he, he only has one uh pit pit side side <laughs> <laughs> so his name is lance <laughs> and then i got a bunch of stuff growing i've got a christmas tree or a christmas cactus that i'm trying to keep alive and is that in the windowsill mm-hmm, and then i'm trying to i'm sprouting another avocado and i'm trying to g- sprout a little a little clipping of a of a succulent, succulent and it has a tiny little succulent growing out of it yeah but i'm, I'm very worried that it's gonna die yeah because i kill succulents yeah. but maybe if i don't think about it too much it'll stay alive yeah. we do have that aloe up on the shelf oh yeah the aloe well. that refuses to die uh-huh it refuses and that constantly multiplies i don't water it we've given so, so many i don't know why away. it's alive still yeah. and our cat keeps chewing on it and he literally like sat in the pot and it like uprooted it and I just like put it back in and it's doing fine now. That's so stupid. And I don't understand why it's still alive. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. Amazing. Well, thank you for the botany tour of the Henning home. I just thought that would be fun considering you and Tyler talked about like state trees and stuff. That oh yeah. Forgetting. Went straight over my head. I had no idea what we Do were talking about. you know what the about. state tree of Montana is? Ponderosa pine. Yeah, it is. Really? That was a guess. Yeah. Oh, fun. I can, yeah. Nailed it. I can, yeah. All right. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us for episode one of season three of No Normal People. We will be back next week with, with another episode with probably. a brand new guest. When we're going to have a great conversation about topics. A great conversation <laughs> about topics. That is the one thing we promise you on No Normal People. <laughs> great conversations. Cheers.
Hey gang, Keller Paulson here. I know what you're thinking. What's going on? Who is this guy? Am I right? Well, I'm the host of Keller's Couch. Now, Keller's Couch is an interview podcast where I, Keller Paulson, interview people I find interesting that are doing cool things in the community. But it's not just that. My friends at Slapstick Improv and myself, we also do some improv comedy and sketch comedy every other episode. So, if this tickles your fancy, why don't you scoot on down pop a squat on Keller's couch. Bye. Highline Media Network. Artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.